0: On today's episode, we're gonna be talking about building identity capital. What that is, some examples, and how we can do so. Adulting with Tea Podcast.
1: First, I told Emma to forget about having an identity crisis and get some identity capital. By get identity capital, I mean do something that adds value to who you are. Do something that's an investment in who you might wanna be next. I didn't know the future of Emma's career and no one knows the future of work, but I do know this, identity capital begets identity capital. So now is the time for that cross-country job, that internship, that startup you wanna try. I'm not discounting 20-something exploration here, but I am discounting exploration that's not supposed to count.
0: So I came across the term identity capital from a book I've read. I pulled it out on the Instagram Adult with T podcast called The Defining Decade 20. Why your 20s matter and how to make the most out of them by Meg J. So I pulled it out and I was surprised that, wow, other people have read it as well and found it uh, quite useful. The book goes into, first of all, getting the reader to understand the significance of these 10 years, the 20s, how we can use them, how we can utilize them, what things we need to be aware of and how to navigate this quite sometimes difficult space. I'm three years in and what I've been doing is just getting as much information as I can to make sure that these 10 years and so on can really set myself up for the best life, the life that I want to live moving forward. In the book, identity capital is defined simply as this, is a collection of personal assets, a repertoire, a bunch of individual resources that we assemble over time. These are investments we make in ourselves, the things we do well enough or long enough that they become who we are. Some identity capital goes on resumes, CVs, some identity capital that you already have established, maybe a degree, a job, a role that you do outside of your 9 to 5, something which is a significant part of who you are. Other identity capital is more personal, such as how we speak, where we were from, our culture, how we solve problems and of course how we look and perceive ourselves most importantly identity capital is what we bring to the adult market if you imagine it as something that you can hold something within you that you possess that you bring and you share if willing to the rest of the world to the people that you interact with as a result if you can imagine It's an actual currency that we use to metaphorically purchase the lifestyle and relationship we want, as the book delves into. Now, some of you may be thinking, hmm, T, that's interesting, but I know there are certain aspects of myself and my life that I want to invest in more to build my own capital, but there's a huge void at the moment between where I am now and where I want to be and though I'm trying to work things out, it's overwhelming, I don't know what to do. How do I go about building um, this capital that you speak of? Well, to that, I simply say this, in all honesty, if I told you that I completely understand or completely bridged my own gaps, my own voids, that would be me not telling the truth. However, one thing I can confidently say Is that building my identity up to this very point hasn't come from thinking my way through life or being an overthinker? Rather, my progress has been a result of persistent and intentional exploration, digging deeper to find out who I really am and the person I want to be and give to the world. That means plainly doing something, acting and facing the consequences of my actions to learn from them. Maybe you're not too convinced that what I'm saying is applicable to you and your situation. Well, let's delve deeper. Adulting with Tea Podcast.
2: Hey, guys, uh, my name is Fabio, and I'm really happy to be tuning in to the Adulting with Tea Podcast. So just to kickstart, I thought it would be a good idea to introduce myself. So I'm 23 years old and recently graduated with a first class honours in Sport and Exercise Science. I graduated in late 2019 and since then I've gone to work for two blue chip companies in the medical device and pharmaceutical industry as a medical sales specialist. Um, So to me, identity capital is simply your individual value proposition So what do I mean by value proposition? Simply put, uh, what value can you cultivate and offer to support society? My very first role in industry was with Roche Diabetes Care. So initially, a recruiter found me on LinkedIn. um, And once I graduated, I reached out to the recruiter regarding a role that I saw advertised online. Um, I persistently rang the recruiter up to try and gather as much information as I could about the role. Uh, then the first stage consisted of a video interview and personality questionnaire. Uh, came out of the video interview with zero confidence that I'd been successful. I was unfamiliar with the terminology, I felt I answered the questions poorly and ultimately felt underqualified for the role. Um, to my surprise, uh, I was notified that I had made it to the next stage of the interview. I couldn't believe it. The first thing I did was I ordered a suit. Um, I worked tire- tirelessly to produce a presentation. Jumped on the train down to Sussex. Next thing I know, I'm facing a sales manager and a recruiter. Very nervously answered the competency-based questions followed by a presentation and a practical sales call. Never done them before um, and I was you know, really nervous. Um, I left the interview thinking it went okay. Um, a few weeks later, I received a call saying I was successful and the rest is history. So the key question now becomes, How did I position myself to even be considered for the role? Prior to applying for the post, I proactively did extensive work experience. I worked in a hospital and I also took a placement year working in private healthcare. The ultimate objective was to build a bank of transferable skills. I personally believe it's really pivotal to be able to stand in front of an employer, not only and not only describe a skill set, but also be able to support those skills with evidence and hard work. So fundamentally, building that bank of transferable skills, not only helps to build your identity capital, but also helps to support that value proposition between yourself and the employer. So I guess the key takeaways are to build a bank of transferable skills, to take risk and take action. To be courageous and daring, all it takes is that one person to see your potential and give you the shot you need. I truly believe that success is on the razor edge of failure. And for those listening, get out there and good luck.
0: Those are some wise words from uh, Bro Fabio. And now I'm going to flip Identity Capital on its head and delve down another route A route which reflects how we perceive ourselves personally Adulting with T podcast Pulling back my own curtain of transparency I share with you this At age 13, I was diagnosed with a condition called bilateral gynecomastia and this is a glandular tissue in your chest, in my chest, making my chest bigger than what a normal guy's chest would be. A condition with no treatment except life threatening cosmetic surgery, which was never on the cards for me and was never deemed worth the risk. But did you see what I did there? I created a void between where I was physically and where I wanted to be. The void starting with me having the condition, and the other side of that void was normality or what I perceived normality to be, a void which catapulted me into some tough times as a teen. Knowing that I could either pity myself for the rest of my life or do something about it, I chose to do the latter. The first step I took was educating myself about the capital I wanted to see growth in which, for me, was my physique. Through education, I built a first for knowledge and I began to have the courage to apply it even, adjusting along the way. This meant trying different workouts, gym sessions, doing things I wouldn't necessarily or thought I would do, like yoga or s- swim or learn how to skate or engage in more running even changed my diet with regards to trying out being a pescatarian for a year and a half or practicing intermittent fasting which i still do sometimes today within this i had to unlearn the negative script i fed myself about how i looked and in so rewriting a new one that reflected the fact that i was made in god's image simply I had to enact change to demand the change I wanted to see happen. 10 years later, I'm in a better place thanks to submitting myself to the process of learning. Your process may be different as your situation is unique and shouldn't really be compared to anybody else. So knowing this, it only makes sense that the pace you run, the turns you take Will also reflect your own unique journey of discovery and self investment. To my surprise, in my situation, I began to realize that a byproduct of taking action and learning along the way was this I was giving myself permission to evolve in other areas of my life as well. Clearly, there was a knock on effect that happened. Almost as if I was beginning to see the benefits of focusing on myself. Almost as if I was becoming more attractive and valuable to the world. As along the way, along the way of learning, I was demanding more of myself. Adulting with Tea Podcast. So... Yeah, for for me, the the daily confrontation um, with, with fear has become a real practice for me since about three three years ago. Um, I went uh, I went skydiving. There's actually no reason to be scared. It only just ruins your day. You you don't have to jump. And then in that moment, all of a sudden, where you should be terrified is the most blissful experience of your life. And God placed the best things in life on the other side of terror. On the other side of your maximum fear are all of the best things in life.
1: You know, so that was, that. Was, sorry, So down. So here's an idea worth spreading to every 20-something you know. It's as simple as what I learned to say to Alex, it's what I now have the privilege of saying to 20-somethings like Emma every single day. 30 is not the new 20, so claim your adulthood, get some identity capital, use your weak ties, pick your family. Don't be defined by what you didn't know or didn't do. You're deciding your life, right now. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you've taken some powerful messages away from it. As always, stay safe and keep it locked.